Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Thank you for joining me for another week of business ideas and struggles and and celebrations. And and this week, um, it's a little bit of both for me, but there's a lot of stress going on, especially with COVID. COVID is not leaving us. It's getting worse in some ways as far as how many people are getting it versus, you know, I guess the death toll is not rising, but the infection rate is. And, you know, this week I've got six, six of my main technicians out, a couple of my office staff is out, and it is just running rampant through, you know, and, you know, customers and everybody has it. And it is, this is the toughest time in business I've ever seen. Um, and so I was on a call today with another uh, business guy that I work with, Randy Pennington, and I'm in with a small group of uh, landscapers, HVAC guys, and another guy's a wealth management guy, and we just talk business. And, um, you know, Randy brought up a, a thing about about COVID, and I thought it was interesting what we have done differently in COVID. Uh, he said you can either be COVID creative COVID paralyzed or COVID lazy. And I thought COVID lazy was an interesting, an interesting way to put it. And, and so here's how I explained it. So, co- so COVID creative, what have you done? What have businesses done more creatively because of COVID? Like for us, I can tell you, we, we do a lot more Zoom calls with customers. We do FaceTime with customers, phone calls more so than getting out face to face. A lot of times when we're in the home, we stay distance from them. Um, and then, you know, you might do a presentation on Zoom. Uh, we've also had to, um, we've gotten real creative with our scheduling and moving people around. We've gotten creative with telling people, you know, like keeping the expectations right. But then today it was just fight after fight for my girls. I mean, some people had been waiting for a while. We finally got time to do them and, and their technician had COVID. And we, the guy didn't want to be put back in the place, which was in a couple more weeks when the technician would be back. He wanted it sooner. And we're like, man, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We are doing the best we can. And all the good people are, the people that aren't sick are getting all the extra work. And it is just really, it's really hard on the team. And so uh, we've gotten creative with it, but you know, there's another side of a uh, of COVID paralyzed, and I, I, we never did that. Some states made people just be paralyzed and not do anything, and some people are paralyzed because of COVID, and they literally will not come out of their house. They won't do anything, and we see them sometimes. Uh, you know, in what we're doing, but I run into them. You know, they just can't believe everybody isn't maxed and everybody is is actually out working. They're totally paralyzed from COVID. And I think the media has a lot to do with that personally. But and then there's a group that's COVID lazy. And I think COVID lazy is it happens. I mean, I've seen people just blame everything on COVID. And you can you can use COVID to get out of absolutely everything. So um, I was scuba diving last week down in Cabo, a group of that I'm with. My mixed group went down there just on a fun trip and. 
I, the first night I drank too much tequila, you know, there's, it's an all inclusive, there's tequila in your rooms, you go drinks, you know, five margaritas and man, I, I hadn't for a while, but I was <laughs> feeling it. And, uh, the next morning I had a scuba dive planned to go out and do. And so I, I called the, uh, or I emailed the, the tour director for the, for the, uh, for the, scuba dive. And I said, Hey, uh, my wife and I aren't feeling very good. Um, can I, can I reschedule the dive for Saturday? Uh, just, you know, just credit it to Saturday. And they emailed me back, said, no, um, you can't, we have a 24 on four, 24 hour cancellation policy. So you'll lose it. And I said, well, uh, then I sent an email back. I said, um, is there any way to get any credit, you know, back to my credit card or anything? And, you know, he said, he said, no, he said, but if you'll provide a medical form, you know, uh, about your sickness, I can possibly get you half off the next dive. And I said, well, I can't provide you a medical form, but I could show you the bottles of tequila <laughs> that we went through. But, um, anyway, we didn't dive that next day, but we did dive, uh, a couple times in Cabo and got to see some amazing, there's a famous, you know, the Cabo St. Lucas arch and tons of fish and wildlife. It was kind of a cold dive. It was, it was really chilly. And then uh, one of the days we went out snorkeling with great whale, uh, the whale sharks in La Paz. And I didn't think there would be, I'm like, yeah, we'll be lucky to find them. No, they knew right where they were. And those are some really big animals under the water. You get to scuba dive with, and they came right up on him. Uh, in fact, one of them put their mouth right on my wife and on a friend of mine, Chuck Hall, who's been on the show, because they were kind of swimming together. And it was a little further away from me and man it came right up on them and they that was exciting but also uh scary at the same time but but covid lazy i like for me i that guy thought i was talking about covid but i wasn't but you know it's, it's just easy to do easy to say i don't feel well easy to say i'm out just covid i don't want to risk covid even if you don't have it and there's a group of people that are really that really milk that and i can't say that we haven't milked it because it you may not be that day having it, but there can be things that that forced you into having a delay or a part didn't come in or supply chain. I mean, in the HVAC business, it's super hard to get parts. It's super hard to get units. Uh, in the fireplace business, it's hard to get gas logs and fireplace units. So it's been it is it's a real deal. I mean, obviously knows that I'm, I'm not saying anything nobody doesn't know, but. It's it's a super stressful time in business. And so, you know, at the same time, um, you know, you see increasing um, rates of, of interest. The gas is going through the roof. All your, a lot of your everything is going up. And so inflation is ticking up. And that is causing the stock market to start to crash and start to go down quite a bit. Hopefully it's just a correction and not a crash. But I felt a little bit of a pullback from customers and, you know, from the past months, they're pulling back just a little bit. So I don't know if it's just a timing thing or if it's a warning of things to come, but I, there it is starting to happen, especially in some markets. So at the same time, you know, I've talked about it for months tomorrow, it was just Friday when this, when this podcast drops, um, I finally close on a powder coating business, which is the biggest risk I've ever taken in my life, buying this business and this land right at the time the economy 
maybe getting ready to go soft and I'm, I'm all in. Um, luckily, when I started working the deal, um, the value of the land and the building has gone up tremendously, but I'm still locked in at the original price that we looked at about a year ago. So I do have a little bit of a cushion there, but I'm getting ready to spend a ton of money on this down payment. And then, you know, then I'm taking on a whole new business I know very little about. Uh, the owner of it is staying on for several months to help us run it. But, uh, I, you know, my point is, is I'm, I just feel a little extra stressed right now. And at the same time, I've got all these things lining up to go out of town that I've had lined up for years. We've got a sailing trip coming up. I've got a mixed meeting coming up. I got HPBA, which is a, a national conference. And uh, I get to go to a Corvette uh, racing school. And so, I don't know. These are first world problems, I know, but it's still stressful when when you've got a new business because it, it took way too long and, and nobody knew when it was going to finally close. And now it's going to close right in the middle of a lot of things we have to do. But but back to that, back to the covid, I, I wonder how it affects you. Or how has it affected you? When I was on that call today, um, the financial guy didn't really seem to have have it hurt him much, but. Uh, the HVAC guy definitely did and the landscaping guy did. And I told him what it really did to me, what I can feel is that it, it kind of blew us apart. It kind of exploded us where we you have some people working from home, some people remoting in. Uh, in the mornings, we used to meet. You know, I thought I think that's very important that we get together and talk. Well, that moved to a lot of times we wouldn't do it for a whole month. Everybody just kind of stay separate in the warehouse. Go get your stuff. Get go to the job. Come back. That leads to hurting culture. And then we tried twice a week, and that helps. But some guys aren't there, and and you're still not getting the message across. And and it, I think it's just hurt us. I mean, it's hurt the culture because of uh, connectivity that, that we can't have. And uh, I can really feel our, our team just really stressed. I mean, we're not losing any people, uh, but we aren't. Uh, I, I just it just doesn't feel right. There's just something about it that just doesn't feel right. And as the leader of the business, I have to take it onto my shoulders to do something about it. So we are going to start to have, we're going to have to, again, get creative and get back to our monthly longer meetings, our weekly better meetings, and um, and, and do better uh, with the team building for sure. Uh, another thing that we're going to be starting is uh, traction. And, and a lot of people have talked about traction over the years, and I have done Traction. It's a book by Gino Wickman. If you haven't read it, you should read it. And there's a system of meetings and a system of goal setting and accountability pieces that we're getting ready to um, we're getting ready to embark on. I've hired a coach for this. Um, there's a guy in town that worked with the largest HVAC company in in the area, and he has decided to take me on as a client. He only takes on a couple people a year, so I'm really excited about working with him and him working with our team to go down the traction path because when I used to do it, I heard about it probably first in 2012. I was at a convention uh, for Lindemann University and they brought in a guy named Todd Smart and he was the EOS implementer, uh, which is the traction uh, uh, entrepreneur operating system. And he started saying a lot of stuff that made sense and I really liked it. So I brought a lot of that back, read the book, brought it back to my team. We started doing some of the 
some of those types of meetings and goal settings. But over time, it just kind of fell off. And the new team that I have doesn't really, they know about it, but we've never done it. So I'm pretty excited about getting back into that. And I, what I really am hoping it will do is bring us together more as a team. We're all you know holding each other accountable. We all know what the plan is. We all know where we're going. Because right now we, we just talk to each other like in a circle. Like I'll talk to one of the managers and then he'll talk to another guy. And we just go in the circle and we're rarely all together at once working on stuff. So um, that's just my plan going forward when I get back from, from all these trips, uh, what we're going to work on. Again, if you haven't read the book Traction, I highly recommend it. There's some really good things in there for your team building and um, how to run effective meetings. So I wanted to read an article that I found about, they called it COVID fatigue. Uh, and I wonder, it's in the, uh, it's in health, uh, ucdavis.edu. Um, it says it's time to develop coping skills, which include exercise and talking about our fears and stress. So that's what I'm doing today. Uh, one description trending now is COVID fatigue. It's real and it's strong. We're tired of being cooped up, tired of being careful, tired of being scared. Our collective fatigue is making some people careless. That coupled with a highly contagious Delta variant, which now it's uh, Omicron, has contributed to the sharp increase in COVID-19 in California and throughout the U.S. However, facing this fatigue is important for our personal health and for the beating the coronavirus that has shaken American life so completely. Many people understand this, which adds to exhaustion and the stress. This is a real challenge, said Cayman Hermeson, UC Davis Health psychologist in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. There are no easy solutions. Goes on to say abnormal is the new normal, but that doesn't mean we have to. We don't. That means we don't have paths to help ourselves and others. It starts with understanding why so many people feel frazzled, knowing why we feel that everything is abnormal can help us feel normal. I have to say that's kind of true. You know, you start getting used to, uh, you know, people wearing and what are people acting kind of used to not shaking hands so much. And it's just uh, it has definitely changed the fabric of society. We know that there are two kinds of stress that have long-term effects on our mental well-being and physical health, intense stress and prolonged stress, Hermanson said. We have both. Add to that the uncertainty about, well, almost everything. We have unknowns in every part of our lives, she said. At the same time, a lot of things we generally do to cope, the things we enjoy and that give life meaning have changed or been put off limits. Uh, she goes on to say the stages of disaster stress. There is research that defines the stages of stress on communities from disasters. If it makes anyone feel better as a society, we are right on target. Early during the right or right after a disaster, communities tend to pull together. People support each other and create a sense of community bonding. Hermanson said, Think back when the first weeks of a stay-at-home orders, when everyone in the neighborhoods wave, wave to everyone else. Eventually, the heroic spirit wears thin as the difficulties and stress build up, and then we hit the disillusionment phase, Hermanson said. We lose our optimism and start to have negative or angry reactions. We ask, what are they doing to fix this? How long will this last? Man, that is a fact. That's about where we stand now as a society. Many people are exhausted by it all, the, um, she said. 
Some are saying they don't care if they get COVID-19. They'd rather, rather risk getting sick and stay home or be careful. Others simply stop listening to health leaders and science. This phase could last a while, in part because the disaster COVID-19 pandemic is still going on. This pandemic is nothing like we've ever experienced before, and it's not over yet. Yeah, they had no idea because I think this article was written, let me see, it was written in July 2020. Yeah, here we are. 2022. They had no idea, but I think her stuff is, is right. So it says how to cope. We can help ourselves. Hermanson said, we've heard this before, but it's true. It's time to develop coping skills. Those include exercise, talking, constructive thinking, and mindfulness and gratitude. So exercise, it's the number one best thing we can do for coping. She said, any exercise, even a simple walk helps. It releases endorphins, gets some of the adrenaline out when the frustration builds up. Just getting out and moving can be really helpful for people. Talking. This really helps, too. Just saying it out loud is important, Hermanson said. Find the right places and times, but but do it. Ignoring feelings doesn't make them go away. It's like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. Eventually, you lose control and it pops out. You can't control where it goes or who it hits. Constructive thinking. We may think this solution that causes our feelings... We may think it is the situation that causes our feelings, but actually our feelings come from our thoughts about the situations, he said. We can't change the situation, but we can adjust our thinking. Be compassionate with yourself and others. Remind yourself, I'm doing the best I can. And then mindfulness and gratitude. The more you do this, the easier it gets, she said. Try to try being in the moment. You're right here in this chair, breathing and looking around. We put ourselves through a lot of unnecessary misery, protecting, projecting into the future or ruminating about the past. For now, just take life day by day. She said coping can start just by being aware and, and being easy on yourself. So, you know, um, there's one more part of that. Sorry, I keep reading. So how to reach people with COVID fatigue. One of the complications of this pandemic is that fatigue has made some people careless about masks and social distancing. One of these reasons is COVID-19s have risen. What With others, it's not just careless. It's an angry resistance. So I don't totally agree with that. I think the, the virus is going to spread no matter what we did. And then she kind of goes on to, you know, the importance of vaccinations and masks, and that can be debated another place. But, you know, lastly, there's the there's the great, you know, the big quit or the great resignation that's happening. And, and some people are just figuring out they don't need as much. They don't want as much. Uh, they don't want to work as hard. Uh, you know, they're just less uh, ambitious. And so, uh, and I can, I can actually, f I can feel some of that. I, I think when I had COVID the worst, I, I lost a lot of ambition for, for a little bit and it's come back and I'm, I'm back in the game, but there for a while, I just didn't care. I mean, I just, I, I lost, you know, it was a weird thing. I never felt like that, but I did lose a step, but I think that happens. I think it's just, um, uh, it's something we've got to deal with. It'll be interesting looking back on this in the years forward and looking back at what we did right and what we did wrong. But I feel like we're doing a lot wrong right now. And I, I, there's some of these, the government is so behind the data that they're making these, you know, these rules that are already outdated. So, uh, the way this thing is moving so fast, you know, what do you do? So I wanted to read another article or part of an article that I read too about COVID fatigue. And, and it's, um, it's basically very natural. Uh, after a pandemic, they say that this, 
this happens. Um, it said, how do you know if you have COVID fatigue? Feeling cynical and emotionally exhausted. Two of the most common burnout symptoms are feeling emotionally drained and cynical about the world around you. Researchers have observed these symptoms in people who have worked in demanding environments during the pandemic. Two, being less effective on the job. Burnout happens when you've run out of personal resources. Self-doubt creeps in, and over time, you may not be able to pay as much attention to work tasks. To me, that's that's something that's kind of affected me a little bit. Researchers have noticed that some people with pandemic-related burnout begin feeling like a failure at work. I don't feel like a failure, but I definitely feel less effective. Um, having a deep sense of anxiety about the future. Your anxiety may be related to your own future or the future of your, of your community and the wider world. Researchers think that the anxiety comes from the fact that you can't predict when the pandemic will end. When things are unpredictable, people often feel they have no control o- over their lives. I can, I can definitely feel that part. Being less willing to comply with health guidelines. As the pandemic drags on, more people are tired of restrictions such as mask wearing and social distancing. Growing tired of an inconvenient public safety measures may be natural, but experts say it could prolong the pandemic even further. So anyway, that was in Healthline. And um, those are just a couple things that kind of went along with that COVID lazy, COVID fatigue Um so uh, to wrap it up, I know it's a little bit early. Uh, I have an MRI tomorrow. Or I had an MRI today. I hope to get the results from it tomorrow about this, this bulging disc in my neck from that from that accident. It's uh, still been wearing me out. And I thank all the people who have, have wished me well. Uh, I did get a note today uh, from one of my friends, Jim Thrift. He said he, he just finished all of my all of the podcasts. And uh, I appreciate that, Jim, very much. If you listen to this one, uh, I appreciate you. And uh, Jim was on the podcast uh, several months ago when we did, uh, I guess about a year ago now, when we did um, the Heat Shield Seminar down in Florida. Jim was was one of the people there, and I met him, and we became fast friends. So, um, well, guys, I'm going to wrap it up this week. I hope you have a good week. And uh, I'm going to come to you from a sailing boat next week when we're going to be in St. Thomas uh, with some friends sailing around. And I'm, I've got a few guests that have uh, that might be fun to have on the show while we're out there sailing around. All right, guys, have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.